Everybody and welcome to a different edition of the Money Badgers Associates. I'm your host today, Paul Woodward, and with me is the one and only Bob. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Paul, and I, I prefer to call it a special edition, frankly. Special edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. So this morning, uh, with it being nearly the the holidays, or holiday season is fully upon us. Uh, our other Badgers are all busy, so it's just myself and Bob today, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna kind of chat. Um, didn't really come prepared with any big companies to talk about kind of without having so many people on the call. We didn't really want to talk about presenting a company and then have to do it again for the other four people. Um, so yeah, we're just going to kind of see what's going on in the world. It's been a little while since, uh, Bob and I have chatted. So I just want to say what's, uh, what's new in your world, sir. Not, not a heap of a lot. So I migrated back down to Milwaukee. So uh, I'm on a much better network connection now. So uh, I'm not going to be cutting in and out like I have the past few episodes. So just adjusting back to to city life. Most excellent. Yeah. So for those who who might have missed over the summer, Bob was up at his cabin and on Starlink and it was working, I would say, 96 percent of the time, 94 percent of the time. Yeah, that's uh, about right. Just, yeah, there's just some some drop packets in there that, you know, we'd have to pause and wait for him to catch up. So but we're also we were just talking off air that by next summer, hopefully there's more satellites and it catches up a little bit more um, and repositioning the dish. So we shouldn't have any issues next summer and keep rolling year round with these uh, these crazy money badgers antics that we get into. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of space travel, did you see that uh, Michael Strahan went up in a Blue Origin rocket yesterday? I so I saw the Thursday night football pregame where okay. there was him and Bezos sitting next to each other. Oh no! Kidding. Uh, but I I totally missed like that 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 it, that it actually happened yesterday. Yeah, I watched it after the fact. Just watched a little clip of it on on the internet, and uh, yeah, he looked he looked happy as hell. He said it was life changing, like everybody seems to say. And the the very first thing he said to Bezos is, "I want to do this again." Yeah, I just saw him on space.com and I want to go back. Michael Strahan can't get enough of space after Blue Origin <laughs> launch, which I frankly, I can't blame him. I've always wanted to go to space for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we're now living in a time where it's actually feasible with the right amount of cash. Um, you know, going back to when I was a little kid trying to think of like, oh, I could be the youngest astronaut in space like, and set that record. And like, what, what am I going to do in space with, you know, <laughs> be the Dookie Hauser of space? <laughs> right. No, I, I wouldn't even be that. I'd be like, what am I going to do? Like a, a payload specialist. You put the things in the bins and sit down. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, this doesn't feel very balanced. <laughs> guys, guys, I'm missing a screw. There's like <laughs> one floating through the air. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll I'll say that the, the interesting thing about the you know, entrepreneur space race, whatever you want to call it, is I, I think Bezos is really, really starting to pick up steam. Mm-hmm. And um, I really think his approach of putting a celebrity on on these flights is so smart. Like it just naturally causes buzz because of that. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Put Captain Kirk up there a couple months ago and I'll stray hand. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, no, I think it all I think it all makes sense. Um not only yeah, as a good press, but if you look at it, it's almost like SpaceX and Blue Origin are doing two different things. Mm-hmm. Um SpaceX is out there winning government contracts. They are trying to, you know, they are in essence what NASA should be doing. Mm-hmm. And you've got Blue Origin, which is creating the, the the consumer portion of space. Yeah, like they're gonna be able to do things as well, like, but not nearly as they're not nearly as focused on commerce or not commerce on, uh, you know, well, I guess commerce with the government, yeah. but Satellite they're not really, delivery. yeah, exactly. It, so yep. they're definitely doing two different things. And then there's, you know, Virgin Galactic, which yeah. is a also ran in the, <laughs> in the, in the parlance of horse racing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the pony. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's there. It's there too. So yeah, it's, I think the, the real, interesting thing is going to be which one gets to the moon first and who sets up a a, a permanent settlement on the moon. And I, I honestly, I think that's going to be blue origin. Yeah. I, well, I, for two reasons, I think you're right. One, well, I guess for one main reason, I think you're right is because Musk is focused on Mars, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) which, you know, again, we're going to need, we're going to need a moon jumping point to get anywhere in space. Yeah, we need you know we just need that that docking station. We need that to refill and reload, and so it's it's going to happen for sure. I'd say. Yeah, and I I really think it's going to be interesting just to tie it back into current times in the economy. What does that look like in 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 thirty years? Is the entire economy or a huge portion of it going to be focused around space travel? Like, is UPS in thirty years say? going to be using rockets to deliver things from china to america in two hours yeah it'll be you know that's we're already looking at um space travel or like using the edge of space to you know do intercontinental travel um you know faster so moving packages the same way i think once we figure out how to make it more fiscally responsible mm-hmm. it's, it's totally gonna happen it's like it just it's just the route that i think the world is going yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. Our our little blue marble keeps getting smaller and smaller. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, we have to add a red one to the collection. Yeah, and I mean it's getting smaller, and hopefully we don't do anything dumb to it. You know, as we want to, you know, before the show, I bring up all of my business news headlines and whatnot. And what do I see? Uh, our boy Vladimir Putin. Yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah, right one. on. Yeah, just knocking on the door of the Ukraine, like I. I was having a discussion with a buddy of mine yesterday and I'm like, I don't think it's a world war three scenario. Uh, but I think the only way that any action like that is actually prevented is if there's such crippling fiscal mm-hmm. blowback by the entire world against one country. Right. Like it has to be funds are frozen. Commerce is stopped. Importing, exporting is completely stopped. But then the downside to that is after a while, they're going to become desperate. And what's the other way to get that stuff? For right. Us? <laughs> yeah, you 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 turn into North Korea with actual power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, and a lot of it really could just be. And this is kind of what I think it is. Hopefully, this is what it is: is saber rattling. Um, yeah. Vlad is trying to say, "Hey, Russia still is an absolute power. No, we're not the superpower we used to be, but we are a regional power." And they don't want um, the Ukraine to, to join NATO. So the speculation is that he's doing this all just to keep Ukraine out of NATO and he's not 
he's not going to invade. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any benefits to doing it. Like, I, I don't get, yeah, there's no strategic, they already have Crimea. Yeah. And the other, the only thing about that is the whole world was like, okay, you got Crimea. So right. we've set the precedent that there's pretty much no consequences to your actions. So <laughs> That's the sad truth. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you. I don't know what the reason for getting Ukraine is. Like, there's, I, I don't know that there's a lot of natural resources, a lot of wealth. Um, yeah, I would. Oh, part of my god. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, you know, I'm in the same camp. I don't know nearly enough about the Ukraine. Um, like what it brings to the table, what would be beneficial for them, other than keeping NATO missiles further away from Russia. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Strategic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he, here's here's a good segue. If <laughs> if they do invade, let's say it happens early um, January, as as talk is 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 coming through, what does that look like for the world's stock markets that day? What what do you think is going to happen to the Dow on on day one if Russia invades Ukraine? I mean, it's going to be a sell off. Yeah. Um, just, it's going to be panic selling. Um, mm -hmm. people are going to be taking their money out, take their wins. It'll probably be, this is Paulie's speculation here. Um, a couple of days of sell-offs. They might even freeze the markets like, uh, after say September 11th. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like what we've seen in the last several years, there, there will be the bounce back. Yeah. Um, on the only way that it, it gets, completely hosed and like we go into full crash um i think is if they don't stop at ukraine or yeah. if like bombs start flying elsewhere that's going to be a, a war on a scale that we haven't seen in a long time so no one's going to know what to do with their investments with their money with their lives frankly right <laughs> like yeah here we are in the united states where we're nowhere near it but at any point then like how like what what match sets off that powder keg like what? What? What happens? So I think it's going to be a lot of fear-based selling. Yeah. Um, but even with uh, look at the market in the last week or so, with the ups and downs that we've had around inflation. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we've got hundreds of point swings when it comes to just news of, you know, inflation is here to stay, but then all of a sudden we're back up a thousand points two days later, and I, you know, so I there's there's no logic in the markets anymore. <laughs> no, there there isn't. There's 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 a lot of cheap money out there and that's when when you have a lot of cheap money it moves fast yeah and we were you know again going back to discussing things with my my buddy yesterday um we were talking because you know obviously it's, it's getting to be the end of the year and you know what do you do with your your tax strategy um when it comes to your investments and you know i've got my my company that i run as well outside of you know my nine to five job so i've got you know i've got to work on my taxes for that for my personal all this kind of stuff and i'm like yeah you know i was <laughs> i was like one of those apes at the start of the year that made a bunch of money on amc as well mm -hmm. so i've got to figure that out as when it comes to like you know my, my taxes this year and he was he was like yeah i was following that he doesn't really dive into investing i told him to start listening to the show um so i'm hoping he does um but i was just like hey like uh it, it, at that time, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I'm making money from nothing. Yeah. Like, why isn't everybody doing this all the time? Like, granted, that was lightning in a bottle when it came to that particular options trade. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was done on margin as well, which is even more irresponsible. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I hit a bunch of option calls on uh, 
on AMC that went up. I forget the percentage. It was something asinine. Uh, and it was all bought on margin. Like wow. I just printed money. I, I'm Jay Powell for a moment there. I was just making money, <laughs> which and that's something that's popped up since the last time we recorded. Got another term there for uh, for Big Daddy Jay Powell. Oh, I didn't uh, see that. Yeah, so he was Biden officially. Well, I let's see if he officially went through the nomination or just or has it, or if he was just nominated. But okay, um, the the news was Biden put his name in the hat for the second term. Um, do, you, which is, do you know how long the terms are for chairman of the Fed? I if you ignore the typing, you can hear in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pretend I know. Fed chairman term length. How long is a Fed chairman term? Four years. All four right. years. Okay. So it's pretty uh, much four years. His president. current term, let's see, February of 2018. His current term ends in 2022, February. Hmm. But Biden nominated him again. So let's see. What are your thoughts, too, on, you know, Biden is saying that he's not concerned about inflation and, um, the administration seems to think that spending is the way out of inflation. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I've not spent enough time studying finance and accounting or not finance and uh, economics mm-hmm. to like try to figure out how to tackle inflation. I, in my mind, the way I've always approached it is prices go up. Like it sucks, but that's what happens. Yeah. Like granted it's at a higher clip right now, but yeah, I don't know if dropping a trillion dollars into the economy is going to offset that, if it's going to slow down that that kind of increase. But I think we're in this weird perfect storm kind of time right now where we've got we have the pandemic. We have supply chain issues, not only just from the pandemic, but also from other reasons. You know, we've got people going crazy in the markets, but we've also got either the great resignation, which apparently is actually slowing down people leaving jobs because they're unhappy without having anything lined up, like people taking their own mental health more seriously, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you add on top of that, um, as this is a finance show, you look at the big investment banks who are bumping their entry level and their junior level analysts up 20, 30,000 a year to make their pay comparable with what they're actually the time they're spending. And you've got Amazon hiring at what, 20 an hour, which used to be 15. You've got all these places raising their like their their entry level pay. Yeah, I, I think after like there's no way that doesn't affect pricing. So, absolutely, uh, it it 100 percent will. There's there, there's no doubt. And yeah, just to give you some sense of it. So uh, my my neighbor is actually a, a an entry level Amazon warehouse worker. Mm-hmm. Um, his regular pay is 25 an hour, but they are now paying 50 dollars an hour. They're paying double time for overtime. Wow. So. He's making $50 an hour to, you, you know, Store do packages. Yeah. To do a very entry level position. Um, that's pretty, that's, that's a lot of, of, of money <laughs> when you, <laughs> when you really think of it. Um, so yeah, a- absolutely. Things like that. Prices will, will go up and yeah, up. Yeah. Like my, my prime membership for, I don't even remember what it is. It just renews now. I want to say it's like 119 or 130 or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But like my free shipping all year, that's not going to keep up what I spent on free shipping all year versus what they're actually paying to process all of that. Oh God, no. But something's going to have to give eventually. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's a crazy weird time. I just try to 
you know, be very thankful for the job I have, um, mm-hmm. the, the opportunities I've been afforded, um, and then be able to strategize, if you will, for my future, like looking at retirement, but also like, what if something happens in my field where, yeah. you know, I, I can't make the kind of money I make, or I need to suddenly find a new job. You know, there's all sorts of things. So it's, you know, like I ideally, like, I, like, I think like a lot of people who might be listening to the show, you know, I want to get rich, like, I, right. you know, I want to be, I'm, I'm clearly never going to be a, a Bezos or a, a Musk, but you know, very comfortable with my money and have that mm-hmm. around build like ideally for me, generational wealth, um, mm-hmm. not just get rich, but generational wealth. Like that's, that would be it's, awesome. It's, yeah. it's different things. It really is. Yeah. It's winning a lottery ticket or it's owning property and companies. <laughs> like, right. Right. Exactly. So like I ideally like build into some generational wealth. Um, cause I did, I didn't come from that, uh, personally, mm-hmm. like I'm starting on my own, if you will. Um, so like that's, it's, it's all I can do. Like, it's just kind of stay on top of my stuff, do what I can run shows like this where we we not only try to improve ourselves but help educate the masses and you know get some inspiration out there for others to do the same and you know i've got some projects with vic out there where we're talking about some basics of finance Mm -hmm. and stuff that people don't even know about like very entry level like personal finance budgeting and savings and like some of the options and tools that are out there to help you save like it's it's a just doing what we can yeah it's all incredibly important stuff and You know, a well-educated society is a prosperous society. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the the more info that average Joes like you and I can can absorb and then um, get back out there to other folks, the the better. Yeah, we should call out, like, we've never actually – I don't think we've ever said it on the show, but I mean, we've made it clear our backgrounds aren't finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like my, my degree is in network management in CIS. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not finance. It's not investment. You know, I'm not going for the, that ridiculous uh, finance certification. You know, I've got my own field certifications that give me more and more gray hairs. So it's not like something we've, we've, we've educated and trained on for the last 20 years of our lives. This is something we're picking up as we go. We're talking about it on these calls. You know, that's why, you know, our usual disclaimer, asterisk, this is not financial advice. I always consult a financial professional. <laughs> Basically, don't listen to us. <laughs> right. Listen to us, like, yeah. like and subscribe, smash that like button. Yeah. But like, do your own research. Like, exactly. go, I've never heard of that term before. Let me read about it before I, you know, execute an option on margin. <laughs> I mean, speaking of, I mean, a great example, I'm very very much thinking that i'm going to swap over to a roth 401k from a standard okay. 401k um you know t- two years ago i didn't even know that that was a thing of course i know roth ira was a thing and and things yeah. like that but um i never knew that that a roth 401k was an option and essentially the difference is you're taxed on your money now versus taxed on it later so um it goes back to what you said. It's, you know, do you think you will have a higher income when you are at retirement age, or do you think you'll just be kind of scraping by and making less income than you are now? Yeah. It, it, it really depends. Um, you know, if you think you're going to be taxed higher later in life or not. So it's, it's, it's interesting. The tools are out there. Yeah, for sure. Like that's, and that's, back to that inflation conversation you know when you look at how much you're saving and like where the cost of living goes and mm-hmm. you know that's that's why obviously like inflation is bad for many reasons um 
So uh, pro- honestly, probably my viewpoint of prices go up regardless is probably terrible. But <laughs> what shocked me, absolutely shocked me. I don't, I obviously don't live a lavish life at all. Um, very much standard middle class person. Yeah. But when I did the um, analysis through um, my brokerage of, of what I need for retirement just to maintain this complete average normal uh, middle class life it came out to 3.7 million dollars and it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's it was like twenty three thousand dollars a month or something like that so that's what yeah. prices are going to be like at a normal trajectory when we are at retirement age yeah absolutely like that's you know when you look at say uh i forget some of the like, motley fool and some of the other mm-hmm. like money-based websites out there like oh these tricks to get you know how to save a million dollars by retirement it's like that's not going to be enough everybody <laughs> like, no <laughs> no and you know the the only advice and i wish i would have heeded it a little earlier is do it young live under your means and put away as much as you can i mean that's those really are the three things if you do those you will very likely be fine into retirement. Right. Like that's, and I think that's just solid, like advice day to day, live within your means. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's, that's what gets a lot of people in trouble. I'm not innocent of that by any means, you know, when I was younger. Um, Yeah. And it took some time to dig out of that. So it's, it, 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 it's fiscal responsibility and saving and investing is a mindset and you know especially like i can use myself as an example when i'm 20 21 22 23 running around like i i could be saving and not doing anything but then all my friends are out and so it's like well why wouldn't i go out and have fun with my friends (laughs) like or you know that's a pretty cool whatever let's what was i way into when i was that age i don't know let's just say a car let's say i overspent on a car because i was like super slick or fast or you know whatever like now i don't like as much as I like really like BMWs, Mercedes, I drive a Jeep. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to get me where I need to go. It's got four wheel drive. You know, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> I don't need like, it's a lot of people lose money trying to act rich and look rich. Yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how I was going to transition this, but one thing I did want to bring up was, Looking at our uh, our list of stocks that we've discussed over the the last year. Oh, that's one thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's here to help celebrate, but I uh, just had the notification from Twitter. Happy one year anniversary to being the Money Badgers. Um, so about this time last year, actually, it was probably November of last year. We really started to get together um, and launch the show. We didn't put an episode out until January of 21. That's right. Uh, so our first like episode published anniversary is coming up pretty soon here. But us as an organization and getting together and starting this crazy idea, uh, we just turned one. So we made it. We haven't collapsed. Um, <laughs> we've uh, we're, we're still a thing. So good on us. Yeah, congratulations, Money Badgers. You 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 don't look a day over six months. <laughs> so that that goes back to one of the first companies I presented, which I still hold quite a bit of in my portfolio, is Energy Transfer, mm. uh, ET on the NYSE. And honestly, in the last six months, it's been kind of harsh. Um, it's down 23% in six months, Oof. which normally is a sell signal. But where I got in, that is still like I'm still way making money and it pays such a great dividend. I'm going to hold it for a while. I'm still up 
I don't know, let's just say 20%. I don't have my portfolio open. Like I don't rem- so it's it's still up from where I presented it to the group. Let's see, January of last year, six dollars. It's at eight dollars forty-eight now. Okay. It did peak at eleven back in June. Um, and again at ten back in October. Uh, and like so a seven percent uh dividend yield, right? Uh something like that, yeah. Uh, I want to say it's like thirty cents a quarter. I know it's a lot, it's a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I absolutely love it. Oh, 7.9% dividend yield. There it is. Wow. So wow. 8% basically. Wow. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah. So, I mean, again, on a, a stock that you can buy a, I hate to use this analogy, but you can buy a Starbucks drink or you could buy one share of this company. <laughs> that whole like, oh, well, if you make your coffee at home, you can become rich analogy is trash. <laughs> uh, but it's just nice to see that a stock that's, you know so easily affordable if you will can you know be on the year it's up 22 percent um again it's down in the last six months still up so i'm still holding up i'm, I'm going to say that 22 percent is what i'm up easily um but yeah they also like they're it took a bit of a hit because they're going to um an- they announced that they're going to release more shares i believe is what, mm. what kind of helped them drop and then you couple that with all the energy stuff going on uh, the energy market's kind of all over the place. We've got oil up and down. We've got the mm-hmm. United States tapping into our reserves finally um, to help control those oil costs. Um, and actually, one of the uh, citing my sources, uh, it's a podcast called Abe Lincoln's Top Hat hmm. um, on the last podcast network uh, hosted by Ben Kissel. They were talking about how um, in 2021, Biden has actually approved more oil drilling permits per month than Trump did. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but the, you know, and then, but then they're like, if you're, you know, you're, if you're a, a very progressive Democrat, you're going to hate that because we should be focused on electricity, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. alternative fuels. And if you're a Republican, you're going to hate that because you don't want to celebrate him drilling for more oil here locally. Right. Um, but the, like, the, the logical way that they put it, was um we've asked opec we've asked saudi arabia to start making more oil and they're not Mm -hmm. so we've got to do something to keep our prices in check and that's what it is so unfortunately that means we have to drill more here locally but also there's been the big investment in the build back better plan of how much towards alternative fuels and green energy as well so we're making that investment but like i said with energy transfer and a few of the other oil-based companies it takes oil to make those alternative fuel vehicles. It takes oil to like, you know, drill the battery, the materials for the batteries. Like it's going to be here for a while. It, it, it is. And, and, you know, oil isn't evil, right? I mean, no. our, our modern economy, it's, it's still our lifeblood, love it or hate it. It's still our lifeblood. It's, it's, it's a needed um, building block of, of our economy. So, I, I actually I I will say that the environment is is probably my number one thing um, when I pull the lever in the voting booth. So I do want to see renewable energy take over, um, but I I respect oil's place in our current economy. And over the the last thirty years, America has done amazing things to wean its dependency on on foreign oil we're now as of i think 2018 2019 we are actually a net exporter of oil so we produce more than we use um and that's that's important i mean again if if a large-scale war does break out something like that 
I mean, oil is the first thing that that the enemy would choke off. So, yeah, um, you 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 can't hate on it. Right. No, it's 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 here. Like mm-hmm. it's part of what we are and you, you, you can't just ignore it. Um, and actually, that was going back to the Ukraine Russia conversation I was having with my friend yesterday. You know, oh, the, the blowback, if we shut off everything off from Russia, is going to be how much oil or how much natural gas does Europe lose mm-hmm. because it comes out of Russia. Like, that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able, we need to be prepared as a globe to help support and, like, you know, keep people warm and not die during right. what could be a, a catastrophic uh, natural gas shortage due to global conflict. So it's... I. <sighs> Without getting too deep into politics on this show, I've always wanted to avoid that. But like the four years of the Trump administration, like USA first, USA first, blah, blah, blah. We are a global economy. The whole world is dependent on each other. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's been like that for a long time. And it felt like a step back, if you will, like trying to. I, I don't know. We, we are so interdependent on everything from everywhere not only us selling stuff out but us bringing stuff in and our allies and where that goes and it's it's not it's not the same world of 1945 it's not the same right. world of you know world war 1 or even 1950s 60s like it's a, it's a completely different world it's we have to be a global economy and it's wars and you know all these harsh uh why can't I think of the word sanctions and everything that mm-hmm. we've got going on? Like it, it, it adversely affects things more than just, Oh, we don't like communism. So like, right. There, there's a lot in this world that needs to change. Like as a global economy, we can't just sit here and pretend we're America. You are a raw number one. Like there, there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, and, and exactly. I mean, we are, if you look at the world as one giant massive corporation, right? Yeah. Um, China, Asia, they're they're the the assembly line. They're the factories. They they build the majority of things. Um, the Middle East supplies the majority of the energy, and the technology, the research, and the wealth come out of the West. Yeah. I mean that's that's really how the world functions. And you're, you're right. It would be a step backwards to 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 try to turn that around um mm-hmm. you know the thing that it does do is it forces us to get along if china weren't such a huge trading partner of america who knows what our relationship would be with them maybe world war three would have already happened if if the dollars and cents weren't so dependent on the two getting along <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, in many, many ways from trade to debt to, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. to human rights, know. to everything. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to love everybody. You just have to get along. Right. Just just a, a modicum of expe- of uh, respect. Just a, mm-hmm. just a small amount. Exactly. So oh, yes. don't invade Ukraine, Vlad. That's what I we're know. Saying. We we know you're listening. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> oh yeah, give Robert Kraft back his Super Bowl ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was gift. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons episode where Homer and Mr. Burns flee to Cuba, and Castro's like, "Can I see?" When when Burns was up the trillion dollar bill, Homer's like, "I think we can trust the president of Cuba." Yeah, right. You know what's so hilarious about that episode? That. Um. That almost actually happened a, 
about six months ago when the debt ceiling was about to be hit and okay. there was a very slight possibility that America could have defaulted. If Congress wouldn't have approved an increase in the debt ceiling, the one absolute last resort was the Fed would have had to print a trillion dollar coin or mint a trillion dollar coin and then give that to the Federal Reserve to deposit. So <laughs> it almost actually happened that America had to make the trillion dollar bill. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's not awesome. There's nothing no. backing it other than just like I made this paper with a lot of zeros. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, man. Oh, economies and money. It's all just made up. Yeah. That's... And people rag about crypto like it's fake. Like, guess what? <laughs> that dollar bill in your pocket. <laughs> it's just as fake. Yeah. It has the same amount of value you give it as crypto does. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's actually been a. A market in flux lately um the cryptos i uh i haven't focused on it much uh let's go to coinbase and see what we got for some prices yeah last i looked bitcoin was around 40 which was a pretty huge drop from where it was uh let's see here bitcoin right now as of 12 12 at 11 25 a.m central standard time uh fifty thousand two hundred dollars okay. Ethereum forty thousand or four thousand. Oh God, it's forty thousand. Be great. Yeah. Makes my small holding worth a lot more. Um, four thousand seventy three. Um, let's see. Cardano is a buck sixty three. Let's see some of the other popular ones. Doge is at seventeen cents. Shiba Inu coin is at zero 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 three seven. That one's up seven percent on the day. Uh, Litecoin still around. No one talks about it anymore. At one hundred fifty nine. I mean, there's like a, a thousand of them on this list, but the one yeah. that I actually almost invested just a thousand dollars shoot the moon into. Yeah, there's a coin out there called Starlink coin, okay. and I was going to do it just based on the name alone. <laughs> um, and it was like point zero 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 one. Like you could get tons and tons and tons of coins for for a thousand bucks. Um but then I didn't, and then I just kind of lost interest. So I don't even want to know if it's been going up or down. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, when you hear about the guy who's got $8 billion of Doge, he did the same thing. Yeah. Or not Doge, I'm sorry, uh, Shiba Inu coin. Um, you, 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 you find something that just launches, you throw $1,000 at it, and you roll the dice, and you hope it does anything. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> So let's see. It How was. Much would you be retired now? Uh, I'd have many thousands of dollars. So <laughs> let's see. When I was looking at it back in October, it was point zero 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 one four, and then it peaked in uh, on eleven twenty four at point zero 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 eight seven six. So. Okay. If I have my fractions correct, a thousand would have been about nine thousand dollars. Not a bad return. No, that would have been that would have been smart. <laughs> yeah, but then there's how many others that don't do anything. So right, exactly. That's why you know when uh, when Shiba Inu Coin came around, I had some credits on coinbase like oh learn about these other coins and you'll get three dollars worth or whatever mm -hmm. so i was like oh let's just roll this into shiba and see what happens 
Um, so I'm still, I mean, obviously like it peaked a few months back where we've probably seen the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm up significantly in the last, you know, three months on Shiba Inu coin. Like, yeah. I threw a few bucks at it and, you know, it's been a multiple of what, of what I put in. It's a good win. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm in for so little out of my own pocket. I kind of just want to let it roll. It's fun money. Yeah, exactly. It's not like if it goes to zero, it's not like I lose my house. I don't go out to the bar one night with how right. much I put in. Like, <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Or you skip that Starbucks two days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's funny because I'm actually probably going to go get some Starbucks after we're off the recording here. <laughs> Much to my detriment, they put one in about a half mile up the road from me finally. So oh, nice. my, side of, my side of town has one. Do you, do you get a sandwich while you're there or do you go just coffee? Um, I mean, I am hungry. Mm-hmm. I might have to get a sandwich. I don't know. Yeah, Get yourself There's a also, sandwich. There's also a brand new Culver's that opened up between Ooh. here and that Starbucks. Um, so those of you who aren't familiar with the Culver's franchise, it's a burger joint. That's, uh, I don't, it, we're not just Wisconsin, right? It's like Wisconsin, Arizona, Florida, Texas. Yeah. There is a, a surprising amount of locations that I was surprised with. Um, but, but definitely a burger chain that started here in Wisconsin focused on, uh, butter burgers. So cheeseburgers, so they slam some butter on it while they cook it as well as, um, frozen custard in the ice cream family. Cheese curds, eight hundred and thirty locations. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, something that I saw last week that they they announced it as an April Fool's joke and then made it real. Um, the cheese curd burger. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it was just a standard like butter burger, but then they had a giant cheese curd that was the entire size of the patty on the burger as well. That would be delicious. That would be absolutely delicious. I mean, yeah, I could feel my arteries clogging um, right. just looking at the picture. Uh, yeah. yeah, but they sold out so fast. I didn't even have a chance. <laughs> yeah, they said there was 300 per location that they allotted. I think. Yeah. Unless it was like 20 per location. And you, you drop something like that in the lap of a bunch of Wisconsinites, it's not going to last long. Oh, God, no. Um, and and the ironic thing is if we really wanted to i mean granted yes it wouldn't be one giant cheese curd but you could always just order a side of cheese curds plop them bad boys on the burger and then right recreated it yeah and it's not the same it's not one large cheese patty (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i i shiver seeing that i i do as well but delicious let's be honest you wonder why countries hate us like right (laughs) (laughs) yeah wisconsin specifically the swiss they've never liked us (laughs) we do get into a lot of uh disagreements with cheese producing countries the cheese Uh, wars yeah yeah they don't want us to use certain names because like especially like french cheese is like oh no it can only be gruyere if it's from the gruyere region of france or whatever like yeah no we're still making it so deal with it (laughs) exactly we just can't legally sell it in Europe under that name. Right. Big deal. Our cheese is better. <laughs> Throwing down the gauntlets. Oh, man. I can already see our listenership in the, in the EU dropping. <laughs> <laughs> From one to zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm scrolling over Bloomberg, CNBC, my usual go-tos for like business and finance news. 
I mean, that's kind of like what's the big stuff going on right now. So, yeah, obviously we record on a Sunday, so all the fresh headlines aren't. Oh, it's you know it's weekend fluff pieces. Um, yeah. So sounds like, I mean, I haven't. I, I heard about the big tornadoes they had in a few states over the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Which a crazy December tornadoes, pretty deadly actually. Um, near some people I knew through various social channels, but everyone seems to be safe. Um, so that's good. Uh, an, an Amazon warehouse was taken out, killing mm-hmm. six people. Um, oh, six? When I heard it, it was two. Uh, correction, five. Sorry. Oh. Five, five Amazon oh. employees, including two who work across the street from the building that collapsed. Ugh. All right. Oh, no, never mind. I'm just a moron. Please, everyone, I'm going to start the proper part now. An Amazon Incorporated warehouse collapsed on Friday night that killed at least six people. Um, and then it goes into talking about the ban of cell phones and would people have known a tornado was coming if they had their cell phones while they were oh. sorting. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a fine line to walk. Like, Yeah, yeah, it is. Productivity, personal responsibility, safety. I mean, that, it, Amazon's so big, they're always going to be fighting these things, like right. accusations or new things coming up, et cetera. Um, and speaking of Amazon, um, just scrolling through our internal Money Badgers link, a palooza that we have, uh, Amazon is making its own containers to bypass the supply chain issues uh, with chartered ships and long-haul planes. A lot of companies are doing that. Uh, Walmart's already doing that. They have their own fleet of of shipping um boats ships shipping ships uh i think it was brought up last time too that either coca-cola or pepsi is doing the same thing so it's uh <laughs> yeah it's 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 interesting to see what happens post shortages post shipping yeah. are they going to find it's more economical just to do it themselves and continue doing it yeah, for sure. Like, how is this going to change the future? Like, obviously, right now it's a necessity, but well, you've made the investment in your own infrastructure. Um, <laughs> why go back to paying somebody else to do it? Well, I'll I'll, I'll say in this this brings it full circle because twenty years down the line, UPS has to say we'll deliver it cheaper and faster via rocket. <laughs> yeah, the folks who are are focused and whose business is shipping, they have to innovate and do it cheaper and faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you look at it like that, yeah, like Amazon is getting into the base level of shipping containers mm-hmm. and trucks and boats and, and trains. Um, so, yeah, they're they're getting caught up to the UPSs, the FedExes, whereas those companies are like, what do we what's the next thing? How do we approach this? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good good way of looking at it. And, and what's stopping Amazon from going the AWS approach? And saying, oh, we have excess capacity in our network, our shipping network. Let's start selling this at, at a lower price to other people. And then, boom, they've got another side business out of the deal. Right. Oh, yeah. The, the, that old code type. Mm-hmm. Oh, pardon me, everybody. Sorry about that. Um, I have not had my coffee yet this morning. So, well, I mean, we did discuss beforehand that it was going to be a shorter episode. And we're already yeah. at like the 40-minute mark. Um, so we've done good, I think, of just yeah. us rambling like morons. It was great. <laughs> this was uh this was solid, solid back and forth conversation. I dug it. Indeed. Like I think you know, we've had a lot of uh 
I don't want to say issues, but like scheduling with like people and families and whatnot. Like these would be just good fill episodes until we get everybody back in to do our usual picking and our like more structured money badgers business. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. So. Bite sized badgers. Bite sized badgers. Yeah. Fun sized. Fun sized badgers. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I mean, on that note, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, you know, you, you know, you can find us all over most social media platforms, uh, Twitter at money badgers, a S S O C or A S O C. Now I got to bring it up. Cause I don't want to tell people wrong. And I'm not thinking straight this morning. T W I Twitter. That's how you spell Twitter. Paul money badger, A S O C at that's our Twitter handle, Instagram money badgers, A S S O C. Uh, we just one short, one character short on the Twitter handle. Um, Iris stock trading app. Uh, we've got the TikTok. We got the LinkedIn, uh, Facebook as well. We're out there. Uh, you can reach us, Money Badgers ASSOC at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest, you want to correct something that I've said incorrectly, uh, if you've got to start a conversation, you've got a topic you'd like us to cover. I mean, please reach out. And you know, as always, we thank everybody for listening. Um, you know, it's been a year now of us uh, bantering and, you know, we appreciate that we've built a small following and it's growing and those who pe- people who've recommended it out, you know, and if you want to do us a solid, uh, give us a review on your favorite podcast platform that just going to help people find us. Um, I haven't checked in a while, but I think we got a couple of four, four or five star reviews on uh, the iTunes. Uh, so that's a plus step in the right direction. Uh, yeah. So again, we'd appreciate any, any, any positive reviews, any reviews, uh, we could get. So thank you, everybody. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. The Money Badgers Associates podcast is created and produced by Money Badgers Associates, LLC, edited by Jeremy Koleski. And while we like to think we know what we're talking about, the Money Badgers Associates podcast is for entertainment purposes only. As always, please consult a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. Right one, it's a mistake. What you choose, you gotta keep on doing.